Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. Today, we are going to dive into just some good old science and data and neurology and productivity tips. So things that I basically just love. I love all of these things. And you know what some good old science data and just anatomy does to me. So I am just really excited to talk about meditation productivity and the brain and how meditation not only changes and impacts your brain and boosts your productivity on a neurological level, but then I'll be sharing my own personal favorite productivity tips And yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. So last reminder, you can join me at the Energy Reset at Home Retreat this Sunday. So just in a couple days, it is a three-hour at-home retreat. It's this Sunday, April 24th of 2022 from 1 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time or Chicago time. It's a donation-based event, so it is pay what you can. And there will be a replay. So if you can't make it live, if you donate, you'll still get access to a replay. And I hope that you can come. It's going to be all about the chakras and really just clearing out the old and just realigning your chakras and awakening them. And all the practices that we do will be all around the chakras. So if you are someone who loves the chakras or are curious, I highly recommend this retreat either live or by the replay. Um, You could also join me for a one-day retreat in Wexford, Ireland if you're in the area and you want to just hit the pause button for one day. It is Sunday, July 3rd, and I would love to have you. I'll link to all that information in the show notes. And yeah, I think there's still um, two spots left in the England retreat in Somerset as well in July. So I'll link to all those things. But finally, I need a little bit of help from you. And I am currently planning my 2023 retreats, which just makes me so excited. And I want your feedback and I want your help. I want you to help me decide which destinations to go to. So I have a form. It's like three or four questions. Very easy. And it will help me out so much as I plan 2023 and all those retreats. And anyone who fills it out will also get a first chance at like a little sneak peek at what the retreats are. And will get a first chance at joining it. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, if you could fill that out this week, so before May 1st of 2022, that would be incredible. So let's talk about our brains and let's talk about productivity and how meditation impacts that. So something that I get asked about a lot and hear a lot of people talking about is the fact that meditation can boost your productivity. And this is true. It can. But I don't see a lot of why or how, right? We, I just see a lot of people making this claim that meditation can boost your productivity. And it can. But first, I really want to just, I guess, touch briefly on what meditation, or I'm sorry, what productivity is. So productivity, according to Google, is defined as a measure of economic performance that compares the amount of goods and services with the amount of inputs to produce those goods and services. Um, That definition is one 
kind of confusing and too super vague. So basically when we're talking about productivity, we're really just referring to it as a measurement of how much you can produce or create or complete in a set of amount of time. It's a measurement of efficiency. But I think that it's important to highlight here that productivity can mean something different for everyone based on many different factors like what are you working on? How much experience do you have? Um, Even factors like how much sleep did you get the night before? So for me, a really productive morning might be writing two or three podcast episodes, but for someone else, it might seem like a ton or not enough. It's all different. And productivity is kind of relative when you talk about like creating. Now, if you have like a regular task, let's say you were, um, you know, putting something together, right? And you had five people and you were, you know, assembling like a children's toy um, and, you know, in an assembly line and you were all working on the same piece, it would be easier to measure productivity with that because it would very much be, well, how many did you assemble in X amount of time? And you could compare it to other people. But I want to talk more about like the productivity that comes with creating and designing and the kinds of things that I know a lot of us are doing and how we can really get the most out of our day and how meditation can help you with that and how you can also maybe become more efficient at something over time as you continue your meditation practice. So I've never really appreciated productivity and being able to increase my capacity to be productive more than one when I started yoga for you and I had a dream of being able to have this business and have it be like my full-time job. When I first started it, I was working all these other jobs at the same time. I was a gym manager. I was a part-time nanny. I was a yoga teacher, like teaching in different places. And then I was also building yoga for you on the side. And it was a lot. Uh, it, it definitely was a lot. Um, you know, we were single income at the time, fully reliant on me, and it was what I needed to do. And so I had, you know, these jobs that really paid the bills, and then I was building yoga for you on the side that really kind of like filled up my cup. So as I was juggling all of these things, I really needed to be able to get my mind clear and really dialed in and focus on the task at hand because I was just juggling a lot of different things and I didn't have a lot of room for anything else or a lot of room to like not be productive. So that was the first time I was really like, okay, I need to hone in on productivity. I need to come up with these just practices that work best for me so that I can make the most out of the time that I have. And the second time that I was sort of, you know, hit with like a yoga mat to the face um, that I need to really dial in and be productive was, of course, after baby Porkchop was born. And, you know, after Porkchop was born, I took a short maternity leave, which was wonderful. And and it felt very quick. It was quick, but it like felt really quick. And then finally, I got back to work and Ever since having him, I have really dialed back the amount of hours that I work and where it was, you know, no big deal before him for me to work anywhere from 40 to 60 hours in a week, depending on if I was like traveling and doing trainings and things or retreats or whatever. I now balance my time with some part-time childcare. And this is 100% by um, my choice. This is how I want my 
life to look and I'm I'm happy with how it is right now but I do part-time childcare, and then I have you know days where it's just me and pork chop and I um, stay at home with him and so now I have about a 24 20 to 24 hour work week which you know at times is like a third of what I used to spend on my business and on this podcast every single week so I've really kind of doubled down on my interest in productivity and ways to not necessarily like hack my way into being productive, but just making sure that I'm taking care of my mind and that I'm doing things and being proactive to make sure that the time I do have when I work on my other baby, which, you know, I have like three babies. I have Porkchop, I have Mila, and I have this podcast and yoga for you, like, which really is my baby. And I just, I love it so much and it brings so much joy to my life. And now that I'm splitting my time between now these three babies, I just really want to make sure that I'm making the best use of my time so I can keep everything going and also making sure that I'm saving some time to prioritize uh, myself and my well-being. And I don't think you need to be a mom to understand what it feels like to have you and your own needs kind of hit the back burner because you're juggling so many things at once and taking care of all these things and then you're you know squishing in any self-care or any like self-maintenance in the little moments here and there you know where you happen to have some time and I'm trying to not do that which is easier said than done but it's definitely something I'm trying to focus on and the way to do that for me is to make sure that I'm making the most of my time when I'm doing a certain task. So when I have work days, um, I try to really dial in and be productive and like get the work tasks done. When I have pork chop days, I try to be really present and just have like these mom and pork chop days. And you know, if I have like a meat day every once in a while, I try to really be present for that as well. So that's what productivity means to me is just, you know, doing the best with the time that you have and feeling like you aren't wasting too much time or that you can really kind of, you know, move into flow and get dialed in and and be present and do the things that you want to do. So diving right in, let's explore our good old friend, the prefrontal cortex. Now the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain like right behind your forehead. So if you are going to do like, you know, a little emoji where it's like the, you know, forehead, the face palm thing, I send that emoji more than I would like to admit because I I don't know, I just sometimes, if I forget stuff or whatever, I'm just like, oh, um, that's definitely one of my like most used emojis. And, but anyways, it's not about me and my texting. So the prefrontal cortex, it is responsible for many things, including modulating cognitive control, influencing attention, and this is the control center for most cognitive functions, and it appears to be the brain's attention center. So when you're working and focusing on something, this is the part of the brain that is lighting up, and a lot of activity is happening here. So you know if you've listened to older episodes, when we meditate, the neurological activity goes from less of like a scattered pattern, so like activity, a little bit of activity in all these different spots, to then when you start meditating, it really focuses on like the prefrontal cortex. And it goes from scattered to like focused in this one part of the brain, which then makes that part of the brain stronger and more efficient and more dense and with more neurological activity. 
So if you want to increase your productivity and have the ability to um, increase your focus as well, then you'll want to increase the power and the strength of the prefrontal cortex. And one of the best ways to do this is through meditation. So usually over time, I would say about between eight and 10 weeks is what most studies say of regular meditation, which can be as little as 10 minutes a day. They say the minimum is usually eight to 12 minutes a day to get those neurological benefits. So after about eight to 10 weeks of regular meditation, so 10 minutes a day, the amygdala, which is the pain, fear, worry center of the brain begins to shrink and become less reactive and maybe not be overdeveloped and overactive. And then the prefrontal cortex will begin to grow in mass and density, meaning it's getting physically stronger and bigger. It also becomes thicker. And then there's more folds in the brain, which for our brain, we want a lot of folds because that means there's more surface area for new neurons to um, develop and to create these new neurological pathways and activity. So regular meditation is really like lifting weights for the productivity and focus part of your brain. And this is also similar. I know we're mostly talking about productivity today, but like for me personally, um, with having ADHD, I believe that part of the reason why I am able to, uh, I guess, just, hmm, I'm not quite sure how to say this. I think one of the reasons, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I feel like my ADHD, especially in adulthood, has gotten better, has been because of my regular meditation practice and because of the part of the brain that's associated with like focus and concentration gets bigger and stronger. And I really have noticed a increase in my ability to focus and to get less distracted and to kind of get more of a handle on my ADHD um, ever since I've incorporated a regular meditation practice into my life. And although there isn't a direct link to the prefrontal cortex, those who meditate also tend to sleep better. And we know that the uh, that sleep is a huge part of productivity. So it's sort of like a like a byproduct of meditation and how it relates to productivity. So yes, the actual like productivity focus center of the brain. I don't know why words are so well, I do know why words are so hard today and it's because it's a little bit later in the evening than I would usually well, it's not later in the evening. It's late, guys. It's late at night because I had to wait for a little pork chop to go to bed so it could be quiet so I could record. So even though I personally am not feeling tired, I swear that sometimes it's like, I don't know, it's like my tongue gets sleepy or something and has a hard time like forming words, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. Or maybe I'm stumbling over my words because I'm just so excited about this science that's like my mind is moving a mile a minute and it's hard to get the, the thoughts out. So either way, I apologize. Words are hard today, but you know, it happens it happens to all of us. We win some and we lose some. That is something. Okay, speaking of my ADHD, it's coming out a little bit here. I would be really interested to Google and figure out if there is a reason that it becomes harder to articulate things when you get tired. But anyways, neither here nor there. Speaking of focus and productivity, let's bring it back. So sleep. We know that people who meditate sleep better. And we all also know that a horrible night of sleep is not going to help your productivity 
at all, right? When you do not get enough sleep, not only is it hard to function, like your productivity really goes down. So a nice byproduct of meditation and how it relates to productivity is that not only is your brain being rewired and strengthened for better productivity and focus, but you're also going to improve on some other factors like tangentially improve your productivity, like better sleep and also um, hormone regulation is one that because, you know, a hormone is not just, it's just like a a brain chemical, it's like a chemical in the body. It's not, um, you know, just a hormone like estrogen or testosterone, but we know that we have better regulation and our bodies and our minds are better uh, equipped to regulate these hormones with a meditation practice. And that can really impact your productivity and your sleep as well. So that is just a brief kind of overview of why and how meditation can improve your productivity. And now I want to dive into some of my personal productivity tips, things that I personally use to run a business with a 20 to 24 hour work week and things that just personally work for me in case you're someone that wants to explore this and incorporate some of these into your everyday life. This episode is brought to you by Pomp Flowers. Friends, it is time to wow all the moms in your village this Mother's Day with pomp flowers. You know that I love to spoil the women and especially the mamas around me. And I love to do that with pomp because pomp's specialty roses are delivered directly from their family's eco-friendly farm, which means pomp flowers are bigger, fresher, and longer lasting. I can attest to this myself. I received some pomp flowers and they were these huge blooms and they lasted for so long. They were beautiful. I actually gave some to my mom and she kept commenting on how long they were lasting, how beautiful they were. And pomp is the perfect way to say thanks to everyone in your village, your mom, your best friend, your neighbor, everyone. So order pomp flowers today at pompflowers.com and save 15% with yoga 15. That's pompflowers.com and save 15% with yoga 15 to spoil and treat that special person in your life. This episode is also brought to you by Sakara Life. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me posting a lot about Sakara Life because it's my new personal obsession and I was using it way before we collaborated on this podcast. My personal favorite product of theirs is the three-day meal delivery. Um, it lines up perfectly with my work days so that even when my schedule gets super, super hectic, I know that I will have these nutrient-dense, you know, plant-based just fresh and delicious meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I also just love their philosophy around like drinking your water and eating the rainbow, don't count calories, like, and be present with your food when you're actually eating. And it's something that just fits so seamlessly into my crazy busy weeks. And it makes sure that I can feed myself well and take care of myself at the same time. But they also have a bunch of other incredible products like teas, beauty chocolates, supplements, like snack bars, so many good things. So go check them out. And if you're like me and you've been seeing Sakara everywhere and thinking about trying it, give it a try, but don't try it for full price because who wants to do that? You can use code XOKellyS to save 20% off. Okay, so let's dive right into my personal favorite productivity tips. And again, these are just ones that personally have worked for me. I really firmly believe that when it comes to things like productivity or getting dialed in or like finding your rhythm and your flow when you're creating things is finding what works for you. So I am sharing, let's see here, one, two, I am sharing eight different uh, productivity 
techniques and tips. And if any of these resonate with you, give them a try, see if it helps. And if not, don't worry about it. Um, but this is just something I've really become intrigued with. And over the years, just balancing a lot of different things, um, I have just come up with some of these tips. So the first one is batch create and put like items together. So I personally find that once I'm really in that like state of flow or I'm working on something, the hardest part is just getting started. This is for me. And understanding the way that you work, I think is so important for being productive and, you know, just knowing what works best for you. So for me, I like to batch create things. So that might look like carving out an entire morning to just write like a handful of meditations in a row. Like once I'm really kind of get those creative juices flowing, it becomes easier for me to just like write and write and write and write. Or I like to schedule all of my calls on one day or back to back to back if possible. Um, or I may record a couple podcast episodes on the same day because it helps me in particular to batch create because not only am I already in the rhythm, but I find that I lose so much time like when I'm switching gears. So if every hour, every 30 minutes, I'm swapping projects or I have a call here and then 30 minutes to write and then another call, like I'm wasting so much time switching in between these things and getting back into the rhythm. So I really find that like batch creating um, content or writing or anything that you're working on, like putting your things together like that really helps you to become more productive and to get more done in a shorter amount of time. I also like to do this with my errands. So you lose a lot of time driving when you just like quick go to the store and then come back and then you have to go to, you know, the pharmacy and then come back and then you have to go run to, you know, wherever and back. And I find that running all of your errands like just on one day, so you're only going out once, running all the errands, not wasting any time with these, you know, back and forth trips and get all your errands done at once and then come back. It really helps you to save time. And this is where you can put like items together. So this will take a little bit of organization up front and you'll think about for the week, like what are different errands that you have to run or you can anticipate running and then just go out in a morning or an afternoon and like run them all and then come back and you will save yourself so much time in the long run and you won't be losing this huge chunk of time as you go back and forth you know several times a week or even several times a day tip number two inquire and reflect on what time of day you like to do different tasks so i personally like to move in the morning and i find that i like to kind of write and be creative more towards the afternoon and then I like to do logical things in the morning and then I like to record podcast episodes in the evening that is what I personally like so I do my best to honor this and to schedule things based on when I like to do them and also you know when I'm the most productive doing them. So not only is it when I prefer to do them but when do I seem to be able to complete these tasks you know, the best. So I know if I try to save my movement, like for the evening, or I say, oh, I'll do it sometime today, it's realistically not going to happen. But if I, I like to do it very first thing in the morning when I wake up, it just feels the best to me and it's the easiest for me to stick to. And I just find in the afternoons, I can be more creative and the mornings are just great, like logistical type things for me. And that's what 
you know, works best. And I just think that reflecting on what time of day you find it's easiest to complete different tasks for you, like lean into that and then try to set up your schedule in a way that like if you do not like, um, you know, if you just don't like taking calls in the morning or you're someone who's a little bit slower to get going and you're like, Callie, I could never wake up first thing in the morning and exercise then don't do that. Like find the times that work for you and then start molding your schedule so that you're able to do the things at the times that you find are easiest and best for you. So tip number three, write your to-do list at the end of each day for the next day. So sitting down to work or do a project without a plan or contemplating, you know, what am I going to do today? It can waste so much time. So taking a few minutes the night before and writing down your to-do list for the next day when you're already in kind of that like work productivity mode can help so much. So what I do is like at the end of the day, I will save like the last few minutes of my day and let's say Um, you know, I have to be done working at 3.30. I will shut everything down and be like done for the workday by like 3.10 or 3.15. And the last 15 to 20 minutes is planning and preparing for the next day. So when the next day comes, I don't have to take all that time to think about like, oh, what am I going to do today? Or what's happening in my inbox or all this stuff. I can just sit down and get right to work. I also find this is one that I'm still working on, but in theory works, is having, you know, just realistic expectations. I am the queen of putting like 90 things on a to-do list and it's like, am I really going to be able to do all 90 things? Maybe, but probably not. So I've been trying to do this myself. It's like just really having realistic expectations for what I can achieve in a day and numbering them based on like priority. So starting with like the most important one. So when I sit down, I can get started right away on the most important one and start working to the like least urgent or important one. And that works well for me. So just taking those few minutes the night before, like when you're still in that rhythm and that flow to plan out your next day, it'll just save you so much time. The fourth one is check your emails only one to two times a day. So I try to avoid checking my inbox like every time I see that there's a new email. I personally like to start with about like 30 minutes of inbox time at the beginning of the day. And then I might do that again around like lunchtime. And I remember someone told me once they were like, treat your email inbox like your mailbox. So you wouldn't go and check like every 30 minutes to see if the mailman came, right? Especially if they come like around lunchtime or whatever like you just wait and you check your mail once and then you bring the mail in and you do whatever you need to do like with that mail so again this for me is kind of like not switching gears a ton it's just like really diving into my inbox taking care of the necessary things in that and then maybe doing that one more time during the day and not constantly like switching between and oh there's an alert I'm going to go write it and read that thing and just leaving like carving out inbox time instead of bouncing back and forth all day long Number five is avoid multitasking. So multitasking in theory sounds great, but it actually makes you less productive because you're trying to spread your attention span across many things. It's very counterproductive to what we're trying to do with meditation, where we're trying to strengthen our ability to have single pointed concentration. So when you're multitasking, you're trying to, you know, focus on a few things at once. It is very counterproductive and it does not help with your productivity. So just being organized from the get-go and focusing on one thing at a time can help so much. And studies show us that we actually get more done when we take this approach as opposed to trying to multitask. So six, one of my favorite things, lists, plans, and stay organized however you like. 
I love a good list, a plan, a spreadsheet. That is what personally works for me. And again, all of these are things that just work for me. And I think one of the biggest pieces to working on your productivity is to just learn more about yourself and what works well for you. Like, how do you personally stay organized? How do you work best? And once you've highlighted these things, like for me, it 100% is like lists and, you know, spreadsheets and calendars. Like I have to stay organized that way, but that might be, may not be how you work best. And that's okay as well. But for me, I love lists, plans, spreadsheets. That's what works. So just think about what helps you stay organized. Is it to-do lists? Is it spreadsheets? Is it something else? Is it, um, you know, having like a paper calendar and making sure that you write everything down in that paper calendar? Or is it another kind of system? Just thinking about what things work best for you to stay organized. So for me, that's like lists and plans and spreadsheets. So number seven, delegate when you can and you do not have to do it all. This, I'll be totally honest, this has been a hard one for me to embrace. I just think I'm just wired to be one of those people that wants to do all the things all the time, like for my business, for pork chop, for, you know, my life and my house and my friendships and just wanting to do everything. And this is definitely where, like, I never really thought of myself as a perfectionist until uh, my lovely therapist, Jackie, highlighted that perfectionism can show up in interesting ways. So it's not always like, you know, never putting out a podcast episode and I feel like it's absolutely perfect, right? But it can show up in ways like wanting to do everything yourself because you just want it done a certain way or you feel good about yourself because you did all the things. And this is a way that perfectionism can show up in your life. And I think this is how it shows up in my life. So I really had to start embracing delegating some tasks, either ones that I don't enjoy or ones that I honestly wasn't that good at. So I have taken on just like some team members, um, some people that are really wonderful at things like creating, you know, YouTube thumbnail images. Like I'm, I'm not very good at that. But I have a member of my team who is really creative and visually creates like these great things. And so she works on that. And, you know, delegating doesn't always have to look like hiring people. Like for me, it has looked like hiring out just like a few small tasks that I was wasting a lot of time on and I didn't really enjoy. But it might look like asking for help, right? Like asking your partner or your kids to take on a project or swapping with someone else or You know, for me, that might look like asking, you know, one of the grandmas to come hang with pork chop for a little bit, even so I can just take like a little break or a breather or whatever it is. Um, It may look like saying to my husband, you know, I enjoy doing this task, so I'm happy to take this one on. Um, But which one, like I'm doing too much, which one of this list would you like to take on, right? And so you can delegate like in many different ways. It doesn't have to always be like, you know, hiring someone that can do your visuals or like your podcast editing or something. It can. um, But just remembering you don't have to do it all. This was a really hard one for me. You do not have to do it all. And one, the easiest way to start with this is like, what can you stop doing immediately? Like, what are you already doing right now? That's kind of just creating busy work for yourself. And just stop doing that. 
if there's really, if it's not serving you in any way, there's no purpose to it, like just stop doing it. And then you can look at other things of like, okay, potentially what could I delegate to someone who does enjoy doing this or is better at doing this? Um, you could work on, you know, delegating. So a few different ways that you can do this. But I thought it was interesting when, you know, good old Jackie, who is always helping me discover a deeper part of myself, highlighted that this is a way feeling like you should do it all is a way that perfectionism can show up in your life. So last but not least is taking breaks, take care of yourself and do what feels right to you. You need to take breaks. I think it can become very easy to like want to dial in and be like, okay, I have this one day of all these things. I'm going to sit here and, you know, I'm going to forget to eat and I'm not going to go to the bathroom and I'm not going to take any breaks. I'm not going to leave this chair until it's done. We know that this does not in the long run help your productivity. It doesn't. Like you can absolutely set yourself up for success and turn off distractions or, you know, silence notifications on your phone and get yourself in a great like working environment, but not taking breaks isn't going to help. So getting up, walking around a little bit, like drinking some water, doing some movement, doing a little meditation break, like switching gears sometimes. It is important to take breaks and to take care of yourself. If you, again, it's kind of back to like that sleep thing, right? Like if you're not sleeping or taking care of your basic needs, like eating, you know, nourishing meals while you're working or drinking enough water, that's going to really tank your productivity because our bodies will always prioritize like survival over anything else. So my body's not going to say, oh, okay, like, no problem, Kelly. I don't need any food or water or movement or care or love or anything. I'll put all of that off to the side so that I can sit here and, you know, plan out next month's podcast episodes and spend a whole day sitting here and not moving until it's done. That's not how it works. My body will prioritize taking care of itself and having those basic needs met. So just make sure that you're carving out just these little breaks for movement, for a mental break. Um, I've really been trying to take more breaks for my eyes and for walking around. I've been finding my hip flexors are getting tight and I'm getting headaches because I'm just sitting looking at my screen doing a lot of writing lately, which I do enjoy, but my body is sending me signals saying I need to take more breaks. So honoring that is also a wonderful way to boost your productivity because when you're caring for yourself, it's easier to show up in that way and be productive. So I hope these different like tips and tricks, maybe some of them resonated with you and that is it. That's all I have to share. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me and listening all the way through and I hope wherever you are that you just have the best day today.